podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a View from the Bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomoftheGiants.com. Today's Wednesday, the 20th of February, 2019. My name's Patrick Smith. It's been a busy week for the Belfast Giants, not just with three games against the Glasgow clan, but also the fabulous event that was Stephen Murphy's testimonial last night at the SSE Arena. Uh, we're going to get stuck in because there's quite a bit to talk about, but I'll start off. You, know, you used to hear, usually hear from uh, Davey or from Joel. Not this week, they're they're elsewhere. But who is here is the lilt man himself. How are you feeling, Simon Kitchen? I'm, I'm okay, mate. Yeah, I was really a bit tight last night, but uh, I'm feeling okay now. I really enjoyed it. It was um, uh, certainly, I'm not used to it over the last 12 years, but, uh, you know, getting out there. But uh, to be honest, I was quite happy just skating about and, and watching everybody else turn it on. And, and uh, you, you just sort of forget how um how fast the game is. I mean, I'm usually watching the game up in the media box and and yes, you know it's fast. And then when I got down last Thursday for the free sports game, um and I was right beside the glass, I was more or less standing beside Taff and uh, on the bench and and you, you see how fast these guys are going. And then when you're playing last night and you know they're only going half speed, if that um they're still flying past you and then uh, but it was it was it was really nice to be in, involved, and the locker room banter is just absolutely priceless. It's it's worth turning up just for for an event on its own. Interesting. The um, the, we'll, we'll hear we've got a whole host of interviews later on in the show that were done on the evening, which we'll share with you. And interesting, one of the things that that Stephen Murphy pointed out that he'd miss the most of all is the crack with the lads in the room, which is uh, obviously quite a big. Quite a big part of it all, but listen, we'll we'll get into that in a second. We uh, we do have another pundit on. We put this out on Twitter. A man who had two teams to look after last night and uh, quite a bit of work to do, but also a man who no doubt thinks that Pierre Maguire basically ducked out of taking that puck to the head. How are you, Jason Taffelary? I'm good, thank you. How you doing? I'm okay. What do you what do you think? Do you think Maguire ducked out of that puck? He should have taken it. Oh, should have take took it for the team. <laughs> Of course, I would say you you uh, took a knock yourself, didn't you, the other week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing you coming last second to my head, I thought, looking hit in the face. So, <laughs> uh, how do you think it went last night for you? Pardon? How do you think last night went? Ah, uh, pretty good. Uh, good turn up. You know, pretty good crowd there for him. So, uh, yeah, it was okay. Nice to see some old some old uh, faces there. You know, it was a bit of crack and yeah. Uh, it was a good band of there, you know. Yeah, some really old faces in the furnace, like. Ah, <laughs> uh, leave Davy alone. He's not even on the show. Um, right, let's get stuck in. Um, he was modelling his uh, playoff. What was it? Um, what do you call it? Testimonial straight last night. Was yeah. he? Well, that was Monday night. Monday night. Oh, Monday yeah. night. Yeah, he's got white. this exclusive white. Uh, yeah, far. Uh, um, shirt that he wears to all the testimonial games. Oh, wow. So uh, he calls it his testimonial shirt. Well dressed, man. Well dressed. Right. 
Three games to chat about from Thursday, Saturday and Sunday. The games that took place against the Glasgow clan. I'll rattle through all the stats because it's the same team and I don't want to I don't want to whiz through these games as quickly as possible. There's quite a bit to talk about, not least the uh, the two victories and the defeat. Uh, on Thursday, the, the free sports game of the week was the second leg of the Challenge Cup semi-final between the Giants and the Clan. The Giants were 2-1 down coming into the SSE Arena. They walked out 6-3 winners on the night, 7-5 on aggregate. Jordan Smotherman opened the scoring just under 10 minutes in. David Rutherford putting the Giants ahead on aggregate about four or five minutes later. Smotherman with a second of the night. This is all still in the first period. Kyle Bond and then Matt Becker pulled one back before the first period ended to make it 4-1. Into the second period, Blair Riley made it 5-1. Quirk Peacock kept the clan in touch at 5-2. And Travis Earhart gave them a little bit of, bit of hope early in the third period to make it 5-3. But on the power play, Josh Roach extinguished that and made it 6-3. Goalkeepers... Tyler Besker, Owani, 25 saves off 28 shots. Joel Rumble, 27 saves off 33 shots. Your referees in the night were Andrew Dalton and Tom Darnell. That was the Challenge Cup wrapped up. The Belfast Giants will be in the final against the Guildford Flames on the 18th of March at the Viola Arena, or Ice Arena Wales, or whatever you want to call it. But we'll come to talking about that in a bit. The Giants faced the same opponents on Saturday night, and uh, 4-1 Victory for them. Scoring, Darcy Murphy opened the scoring after only 44 seconds on the power play. Uh, 2-0 uh, by Colin Shields, 12-43 into the first. Into the third, into the second period, sorry. Blair Riley made it 3-0 before Jack Muscle pulled one back, made it 3-1 midway through the second period. Into the third, David Rutherford rounded off the scoring of 4-1. Goalkeepers... Tyler Beskarwani, 29 saves off 30 shots. Joel Rumpel, 30 saves off 34 shots. Your referees that night were Andrew Dalton and Matt Rose. Giants, pretty confident. Two wins back-to-back. But it's very difficult, especially against the same opponent, to get three wins on the trot. And so it proved as the Giants made the trip over to Brayhead to take on the clan at their own rink. But I guess we didn't expect the scoreline. It was a 5-0 shutout. The first time the Belfast Giants have been shut out this season. Uh, scores for the clan. In the second period, Vaclav Stupka, Rasmus Bjerum and Gerald Hansen. Scott Pitt made it 4-0 with about a minute left in the clock in the second period. And Brendan Connolly wrapped up the scoring on the power play in the third to make it 5-0. Not the best of nights for Tyler Besker. He only lasted 55 minutes, 17 saves off 22 shots. Stephen Murphy came in for the final five minutes and five saves, five shots. Joel Rumble, nothing got past him. 31 saves, 31 shots and your two referees that night were Steve Brown, the best referee in the Northeast, and Blake Copeland. Right, that's that. Let's start, says, by a quick uh, look at the uh, Challenge Cup semi-final. Giants, had it all to do, 2-1 down. But, of course, that 2-1 was in the back of quite a few games. I think it was like our fourth game in five days when we went to them to take the uh, the clan and we, and we walked away with only a one-goal deficit. They had to go out and prove themselves, and they did. It was an absolutely dominant first period. Uh, we really took control of the game, took it by a scruff of the neck, um, and, and, you know, they, they didn't get a sniff, basically, for the first 18 and a half minutes. Um, you know, conceding a goal... Uh, late in the in the period itself, which has happened quite a bit in the last 
probably two, three weeks, maybe four weeks now. Um, I was talking to Riles after the game, and he held his hands up and said the guy turned the puck over. Uh, should have been stronger on the, on the stick and getting that puck out. But, you know, even when we, when we – I had absolutely no doubt we were going to win that game. None whatsoever. And Adam was talking about when we spoke to him last week, all he was concentrating on, all we've got to do is go out and win a game. That, that's all he said. You know, you've got to win the game. You know, yes, we're 1-0 down um, or 2-1 down with one goal deficit getting into the game itself. But I had absolutely no doubt we were going to win that um, and, and push on to the Challenge Cup final. It was a, a performance that that um, I, I don't. I wouldn't say it was a sixty-minute performance, but you know, you, when you're when you're playing like that, you knew the clan were going to get back into it. They'd be playing really, really well. Um, they, you know, their their goaltending wasn't wasn't too good that night. Conceding six uh, was never as a, a, a. If you concede six when you're away from home, you'd like to think you're going to lose the game. So it's. Um, I think uh, Peter Russell was really disappointed with that side of things, but I thought we thoroughly deserved the win. Tough. What was the feeling? Like, obviously, you're there, you're in amongst it, and you you hear it's being said. It, it was it a case of just going out and winning the game first? Yeah, we just went uh, period by period. To be honest, you know, win the first one, win the second, win the third. You know, you're gonna win a game. Um, but you just know, just know the feeling in the dressing room that the guys are gonna be ready for this one. You you just knew they were gonna come out flying. Um, yeah, then they did. You know, from Right from the off, they were relentless for the first twenty minutes. Says so when it comes to the um, the scoring, Jordan Smotherman still proving himself as, as quite a pickup. Yeah, like he, I think he's only going to go get better. Paddy he played um, three games in four nights. You know better than me. They don't do that in the DEL very often. No. Um, so you know, and he'll get used to it. He'll get used to the the workload, and, and obviously. You know, it's uh, he's a fit boy anyway, and then slotted in uh, really well, and then scored. He scored, as I think, he's seven points in seven games now, four goals. Um, but those two goals that he had last uh, Thursday night, and trying to think what night it was now. Last Thursday night were were excellent. The first one especially, you know, great pass right across the slot. Uh, just took control of it and went uh, rifled over the top of of Rumpel and um, and got the chance off to a great start. But I think he's a really good addition. Uh, to the team and you know coming in towards the deadline itself and uh, I think that um, he's only going to get better towards the end of the season How's he settled in tough? Yeah really well um, you know good guy in the locker room quiet you know he's you know he's he's gelled well um, he's been around a bit so he knows he knows what to expect and uh, you know he's worked hard in practice and you know he's, as you see in the games he's uh He's, he's producing already, you know, so... And he's not even using right six, so... Well, I was he, just uh, about to ask, is he is he still running off uh, the other six, sticks? Yeah, well, we got we got we finally got some in for him, but there's still not the stick he's using because there's a bit of a lead time on them six, so... But hopefully for the weekend, we'll have him sorted out, so... What, what so when you, when you bring the new player that got him, Taff, and, and uh, he obviously, you know, he, he's never played in this country before. Yes, he, he the language is a lot easier for him, with um, and the guys in the room itself, but adapting to the different league does take a bit of time too. And you, you obviously you've you've seen a lot of guys come and go uh, throughout the league. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, speaking speaking to to Jordan himself, he said he was glad to get out of Germany. It was a uh, language barrier for the start; it was hard for him. It was nice coming to a a team which was English speaking, blah blah. blah. 
But, uh, you know, his one earlier this year was uh, Frank Bavillier. You know, he didn't adapt to it. You know, he was he was stuck in his way and he just couldn't adapt to the, you know, the change of lifestyle and things like that, you know. So, um, and it, it is a culture shock for some of them coming across the Atlantic and, you know, coming to a new country, a new league, you know, different rinks to go to. And they're probably not used to some of them, like Fife and Coventry thinking, what, what have I, you know, what have I got myself in for? But uh, no, they, 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 they were, you know, most of them have adapted and got used to it now, you know. So, because uh, I, I, I'll, 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 I'll be honest with you, I remember when Adam Keith first came in, um, he wasn't too happy with Dundonald, first of all. And then uh, I remember Jeremy Rebeck and Jeff Mason came in. They came in a bit late on the day of practice and they both sat in and went, what is this place? Like, <laughs> they used to it, lads, you know what I mean? But, you know, they adapted to it. It is what it is. It's a lot better now from what it used to be. So, but, uh, no, it's, it, it, it is a culture shock. You know? And one of the things that Kiefer, um, you know, he's told me this on numerous occasions, yeah. the first two years that he was here, he hardly drove in the, uh, the car at all. He just literally had slips everywhere. Oh, yeah, for sure. It is, there's, a few, there's a few of them, you know. I think Rudy only just started driving this year. You know, um, they had to put a booster seat in the front seat for him. <laughs> and him a the janitor? Yeah, the janitor. Yes. But uh, no, um, yeah, there's a, there's a few of them. I don't think Chris Higgins drives. No, I'm not sure. I don't either. think Chris drives either. So, but, And uh, Jelly? Jelly. Jelly. First Jimmy, day? First day. Poor kid. Sorry for that kid. <laughs> Wrong side of the road. Well, he wasn't on the wrong side of the road. He was he turned into the wrong side of the road. So, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the um, one thing before we move on to the next uh, the next couple of games, it says that the Giants were four. Uh, sorry, um, three for four in the power play and one for one in the penalty kill. That I think that was key. Yeah, and the key, and it's one of the things that Adam Harp's on about. You know, special teams at this, especially at this time of year. If you get a man advantage, you have to take advantage of that. It's it's absolutely crucial. Uh, you know, three for four on um, um, Thursday night was 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 outstanding. Again, when we had the extra man, Paddy, I, I honestly thought we just they they didn't even get out of their zone. Um, you know, we were camped in their end. Uh, we created a lot of chances uh, with the extra man, and and you know, as I say, taking the the three goals was. Was excellent, and, and you know, and, and even the way we scored them as well. We we're moving the puck well. It was tape to tape, um, and definitely uh, three goals well deserved. On to uh, the game on Saturday. If I'm, I guess between the two of them, the game Saturday and the game on Sunday, we look at them both. But um, tough. You know, it's the two points. Well, the two points that we got, especially on Saturday, when you come out of the game like that, the Challenge Cup, you want to start to get back into, especially in your league title. The Giants went out, out on Saturday and got it pretty, pretty emphatically. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, Adam just said, "Look, win a period. You know, go period by period. Win the first one, win the second one, um, and we, and that's what we did. You know, we just that's the mentality with Adam right now. We're not looking the on Sunday, we open the game tonight. We just go period by period. We put a good message across to the guys, and you know, and they they came out. You know, they uh, you know, and I I find when teams do, especially like 
Glasgow coming in. Um, they know, normally come in on a ferry and go back the same night. This time they came on the Thursday, went to the hotel, played us, stayed at the hotel, had the day off on the Friday, stayed at the hotel, different surroundings for them. Mm. Um, and then come into our game, whereas we're at home. Um, and, you know, we took advantage of that. I think over a lot of that game, says as well, I think the clan were starting to show the class that we eventually saw most emphatically on on on, on Sunday. But the uh, they were putting the Giants under a hell of a lot of pressure, especially in that second and third period. Yeah, and the, we know what Brendan Connolly can do. You know, Cons when he wants to get into the game instead of the penalty box, is quality. Um, and they've got good players. You know, it's they've, they've a lineup where. Um, you know, their their two lines, especially the top two lines, can score goals. Their third line, um, for me, to be honest, I thought their third line was their best line on Saturday night. Um, you know, they uh, they missed Craig Peacock, um, who took a um, a, a puck of foot. Um, I think it was actually the last shift that they played on Thursday night, um, and they ended up with a broken foot. So, you know, he was out of the game. They, they switched a, a couple of guys around. Um, they put Tansky in the middle of the second line. Um, and you know, I, I thought I thought they they did have. I actually thought they played better um, on Saturday night. But again, you know, when you when you come out and, and the guys again, they they just looked up for it um, when they come out on Saturday. And, and when you're playing uh, in front of your own your own crowd, nine times out of ten, you, you just play that little, little bit better. And, and again, I thought we deserved to win on Saturday night, two for two. Uh, good week, good start to the weekend. Um, but. Uh, you know, again, sometimes you, you mentioned it there at the start of the uh, when you were talking about three. It's hard to play the, the same thing three and three uh, or three and four. Um, you know, it's very seldom you'll beat that same team in all those games, especially a team like Glasgow Clan who are in third position and and doing pretty well. In fact, they've actually given Sheffield a thumping tonight. Speaking of which, they did that very same thing to us on. On the uh, on the game on Sunday uh, in Brayhead, tough, and I think, for, especially for from Jazz fans' perspective, it came a little bit of a surprise that it was so emphatic. Yeah, well, the first period um, was zero zero. You know, thought we played a pretty good role period, um, and I was on the bench with Stewie, and Stewie goes, he says to me, he says, um, "We're controlling this period," and you know, they tune it up. You know, we we were dominant for the first ten minutes in the in their end. Um, but you know, they got a couple of breaks, and you know, you're chasing the game. But you know, Glasgow played a few mind games um, on the Sunday, saying, "Oh, they got in at five thirty in the morning." Which we don't know it'll be three thirty plus. Plus, their supporters club they they pay for their uh, for cabins on the boat on the way home, so they get a good sleep and stuff like that. So. But a bit of mind games and things, you know. So, but no, no excuses. We we flew over, um, but still, it's uh, and plus they were picking up a trophy that night, and they really want to win. So they they were up for it with that big trophy. Oh, the big trophy for three team conference, brilliant. Says <laughs> the. Uh... You know, Stubbier gets the first and then the short-handed one. Coming off the uh, the, the incident between Zach Fitzgerald and Kevin Rain, uh, did they give that up? Obviously, the, maybe their back's up. You know, Fitzgerald gets a 2 plus 10 for instigation in the fight with Rain after a hit. What was your take on that whole scenario? 
I thought the hit was okay. I thought that, that Fitzy, um, you know, he, he sort of put the brakes on and turned back into Rainer. Um, you know, Rainer's a big boy. Like, you know, you're going to get hit by him. You, you know you're hit by him. Um, but, you know, when they score uh, a, a shorthanded goal on that play, and I'm pretty sure the next goal was shorthanded as well. Um, I think the two shorthanded goals in, that in a row. And you see that happening, just go, tonight's not going to be our night. And, and uh, as Taff said, you coming in there, you know, you, you've you've got the extra couple of hours sleep. Um, you, you know, you're you're certain. Uh, sorry, you're you're well prepared for the game itself. Sometimes it just doesn't work. I've said it two or three times already. The clan are a good team. They're the you know they sort of went unnoticed up to third place because they didn't start the season off uh, like uh, you know like a house on. And they needed we you know we lost three of our first four games. Um, then end of September we're sitting bottom of the league. So, you know, they, they've certainly come strong in the last, probably since Christmas, they've been one of the, the, the form teams. Um, and you, I can't argue with it. I, I thought, again, I, I didn't think it deserved anything. Saturday night, I thought they, they played a lot better. Sunday, as Taff says, you know, it, it's different to see when you, even when we get the opportunity to watch the, the game back with the, the IHL media side of things, Paddy, you know, you don't necessarily see the true game. And when I was talking to Taff on um, I was texting him on Sunday night, and I said, "What's your thought?" And I, I hadn't seen the game at this stage. And he says, "You know, the, the sort of first, it's just as he says or not. The first period was, you know, we had our chances. Second, first, the first ten minutes of the second period, we were all of them. Um, but coming out that four 0 you just know it's not going to be your night. And Adam was, didn't. and uh, again, it, it's one of those ones where you just dust yourself down, sucking up because there's bigger challenges coming." And the Cardiff Devils, two games and two this weekend are going to be tough. What got, what got me from it says as well, just clearly, is the fact that the two games before that, the, the, the semi-final second leg and the uh, and the league game, semi-final second leg, half a dozen penalties called. The the, the game after that, the, the game the, the night before, seven. That night, or Sunday night, was around 17 penalties called. Was it really that much of a different game? I think that's easier for Top to mention. I mean, he was there. And, um, but to be honest, when you get um, an official as an experience as Blake Copeland um, anywhere near, you know it's going to be uh, a difficult night for him, in my opinion. Tough? Um, yeah, there were calls there that were, you know, with penalties of quite a few missed. Um, you know, same both ways, you know. Um, and I'll be, I'll be honest, honestly, yeah. as a person, I love Brendan Connolly. Loved him. But the dive and he does it. It's about time someone dinged him, you know, and said, look, that's <laughs> enough. That's enough, you know. Um, it, it showed on Saturday night uh, behind the net in Belfast. Smotherman's up against the glass. He comes flying in with an elbow, hits him in the nose. Um, he skates away, then Smother gives him a tap on the on on the back of the legs and he's complaining to the ref just slash me just slash me but he just held the guy in the nose you know it's about time someone stepped up to him and said you know enough's enough of this uh, diving around and you know the, the abuse he gives officials if Murray Hansen was still in this league it wouldn't be happening that's one of the one of the things we got from him last season is the number of 10 minute misconducts he got for abusive yeah. officials which seemed to happen week in week out yeah I don't think he. I haven't seen a ten-minute call on him quite a while. He's only been getting two-minute calls. 
sometimes the you know the two minute calls are better off for you because I mean we benefited from it with a couple of power play goals. You get the ten minutes. You know he misses a game for ten minutes, but they still get five on five. But you know again, I thought last year Brian Connolly was an outstanding player for us. Um, he certainly put us in a, in a sticky spot on more than one occasion by taking those stupid penalties. He's done the same for Glasgow, um, and I know that I was talking to Peter Russell about him last week, and he thinks he's great. Um, so you know, they proved him in the semi final. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, he thought he hit him fair and square, grabs him on the head. Yeah, wouldn't let him go. Blah blah blah. Um, gets two minutes for roughing, and then that's what's my conduct. Uh, did we score a power play? Oh, yes, we did. did. Yeah, we did. You know, he can hit the team. Fitzy gets a twenty-minute. Misconduct kicked out of the game between the second and third period. Um, any talk of that, says? Um, I'd heard that uh, from somebody actually connected the, to Glasgow that um, he'd went and had a conversation with uh, the uh, officials in between the second and third period. A conversation? That's... It must have been a very heated conversation to receive a 20-minute game misconduct. I think, I think the ruling is you're not allowed to go into the dressing room at all. But before or during the game, mm. unless you're unless you're called in, now I might be wrong on that. But you know, again, you, you don't get a game misconduct if you're if you're just going to ask them have they got enough tea bags. That that's it. Like so, you know, surely he probably wasn't happy with the call. Like in all fairness, like he's had had too many blows to the head. Um, you know, he, the night before he tried to get uh, Kevin Rain, um, he was slashing him the whole way up the. The, the ice from the far end of the east end right to halfway line, trying to get him uh, Rainer to bite. Rainer no interest in doing it. But, um, you know, I thought Rainer did well. He gave him a bit of a ragdoll, got the jersey over there because he didn't have his fight strap on properly. Um, and uh, actually, he didn't get a call for that either. Mm. Didn't get a call for the fight strap on. I don't know if it, if it snapped it off. It ripped off. So, you know, you, you've got the, um, you know, Kevin Rain, as I say, he's a big lad. He can look after But, uh, you know, I, he, I, he's put it this way. Fitzy's lucky that didn't hurt his team. I think he's very lucky that on that. But um, I, I look. I think he's done. I genuinely think he is. I agree with you on that. Um, on uh, on the concussions as well. He's got a couple this year. You know, it certainly be a factor, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, right, well, then we'll wrap it up there. The, uh, the the highlights of the games from Thursday and Saturday, of course, Belfast Giants TV. You can see them at com, And Sunday from Clan TV. Also, you can get those on KOTG. Uh, just to correct what I said earlier, because obviously I really didn't look at it. The Challenge Cup Finals on the 10th of March, not the 18th of March. So the 18th of March is on Monday. All of the place that I... The, <laughs> It's the uh, the second day of St. Patrick's Day here. Yeah. That's why, you know, the St. Patrick Smith Day. Yeah, that's it. That's how I celebrate it anyway. But, yeah, that's taking place on the 10th of March. And I know that uh, as soon as that semi-final ended, everybody was on social media saying how they were booking their flights and, and whatnot. Do you all book this? I booked mine. I booked mine before... The first leg of the semi-final was done with confident, confident. Or are we just going to go anyway? Yeah, no. Well, you don't need a flight, you gimp. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I genuinely thought we were going to go the whole way. So um, I booked the flights. Plus, for seventy quid for me and Jasmine, so it wasn't too bad. That'd be nice. Are you going to go tough? Are you going to bother? I might go. Ah, good man. My Good man. 
That's yeah, good. I'm not sure if I'm going to drive or fly yet, you know, so. <laughs> so it snows. So let's move on to talk about last night. Um, we've got a number of interviews. Of course, it was Stephen Murphy's testimonial at the SSE Arena on the night before was the dinner. Um, we'll have a quick chat with uh, with Taff and Sis, but first we'll hear from a number of interviews that were gathered up by our good friend Joe Neal on the night. Joined by Belfast Giants legend, number 18, Graham Walton. Wally, great to see the jersey out there again. How does it feel to be back on Odyssey Ice? Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's great to be out there amongst all the guys that um, I've spent a lot of good times over the years with. So, um, And even better that uh, I get to spend with Murph and his testimonial night. You know, he's been a, he's been a legend for the Giants over the years. And um, I played with him for... Played it, against him and with him for a lot of years you know right back to probably under 16 level I played against him so um, yeah it's it's great to be out here with him 2-2 uh, after a big competitive first period there how do you think you're doing? Yeah you know we're holding our own there um, <laughs> I wouldn't say we're the fastest team in the league but by a long shot like, but uh, yeah no it's, a, it's good it's good fun it's good to get a bit of banter with all the guys again and you obviously were in this position yourself once upon a time uh, another phenomenal night at the arena whenever we all got together for your testimonial uh, what's going through Murph's head tonight what did it mean to you to, to celebrate that night with everybody yeah um, testimonial is obviously one of the biggest honours you can have you know given by a club to you so um, yeah it's a, it's a really proud moment something that you know you get to not only do it with all your teammates and, and the club but also with the fa- your family and friends that I've supported you throughout your whole career, so it's it's nice that you know Stephen LC gets to spend a bit of time with his family tonight, and I appreciate what they've done for him to to succeed in, in this game. So yeah, it's great. Uh, skills come coming up in the second period. Here, are you going to take a hot lap? Uh, no, I won't be doing a hot lap. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm in for the musical chairs. That's about as good as it gets nowadays. <laughs> the one and only Graham Walton. Thanks, mate. Thank you very much. Joined now by a pair of uh, former very well-loved Giants, Kevin Sosseret and Evan Chevy Chevery. Uh, boys, how does it feel to be back in Belfast tonight, back out on the ice there, Chevy? Or, sorry, uh, Sauce first. Uh, it was, for me, it was pretty surreal. It's it's kind of neat when you're when you're standing on that ice surface again in that arena where you had so much fun and so much success. And, you know, to get to do it with Chevy, who we played a lot together and, and you know, we enjoyed each other on and off the ice. It was just, just a special moment and really appreciative that Murph brought us back for this. And Chevy, you obviously have shared some big moments with Murph throughout your career in Belfast. As if, did it bring it all back tonight to be out there with him again? Oh yeah, just like echo what Saw said when you when you come back, you're just like wow. It's almost like we never left, but uh, it just brings back good memories and uh, yeah, it's just good to see the old faces and and uh, yeah, when you look back at what you know what we did together and. It's just when you're in the real world now and you look back, it's 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 fun to be here. A couple of those big moments, like the, the 2010 playoffs win, obviously Murph with the clutch save, you with the big goal to win it. Uh, obviously the, the league title here in, in 13-14, where do they rank among your playing career? Are they right up there? Absolutely. Like the shootout and the league trophy, I think those were two huge moments. I mean, I, I remember those, and when I'm back home, people ask where I played, I say Belfast. Like, that's my team. I did the damage, won the trophies, and... Uh, it's just an honor to, to be part of this and be part of the organization. It's great to see that 
you know, the, the club's in great shape and, and going in the right direction. And Sauce, so what about you? Um, when you look back over the, your time here, your achievements in Belfast, the fans, the organization, where does this rank among your playing career? It's definitely my favorite place professionally. Um, I played five years in Germany, and that was that was great. I won a championship there as well. But just when you come to Belfast and you're part of the Giants family, there's nothing that really can can compare to that. It's like Chevy was saying, it's very special. Um, as soon as you get here, you just you know you just have pride. You just want to win for the Giants fans, and you just want to do your best to you know to make everyone else around this organization happy, and for us to be able to come back and, and be part of it and be part of the alumni of this team now. And and like Chevy said, it's just it's great to see that the team is just continues to grow, continues to get better. The fans are you know more and more and more, and it's it's a very special organization and you know across the world for hockey and let me ask you just a little bit about kind of life after your playing career and um, you're now operations director uh, with the manitoba junior league and um, obviously you managed to keep the game in your career how's that going it's been great you know i got lucky uh a job came up once i retired and, and i got it and for me it's it's working in hockey at the management side and and at the league level you're managing different teams and it's different um, competitiveness from from playing the game but it's something I wanted to do is, is stay in hockey and, and stay in that size and use my MBA and you know I couldn't be happy where I am and you know it's it looks like it's going to be a bright future for for our league and, and for myself in that role right now. Uh, and Chevy from your side of things obviously a, a long playing career uh, do you miss it whenever you're back out there tonight or uh, are you happy enough to not feel those aches and pains and have to be in the gym every day what's life like now? Uh, life's good now, you know, working in the banking world, and that's kind of where I thought I'd be, and, uh, you know, watching the kids grow, and it's, it's just different, but yeah, when you're out there, like, towards the end of the game, I'm like, geez, I, I could do this again, <laughs> but reality sets in, and, uh, you know, I was ready to, to to sort of walk into the new chapter, and but it's just good to be able to come back and uh, have a taste of the old life, but no, it's fun. Gentlemen, a total pleasure to see you back in Belfast, thanks for your time. Appreciate Thanks it. A lot. Joined now by the one and only Matt Nickerson. Uh, Nicker, first of all, safety first. Are you wearing your gum shield tonight out there? I don't leave home without it. I'm always prepared. <laughs> How's life in Finland? How you doing? Uh, it's good. We've got a young team. Uh, I do miss the English in the locker room, uh, and, and especially the group of guys we had in Belfast. But uh, that's just where I'm at in life, and I'm rolling with the punches. And uh, how's the hockey out there compared to what, what you played in the Elite League? It's good. It's quick. Uh, these guys run around like with chickens with their heads cut off. I mean, I'm telling them to slow down and think a little bit. But uh, no, it's fun. No, it's good. And you know, it, it might be a step quicker, but it's just because these guys are young and God, they just want to go. They look yeah. like marathon runners off the ice, and then me, I come in like a burly guy that just crawled out of the woods. <laughs> I think you're looking pretty trim these days, but don't undersell yourself. Uh, obviously, we're here tonight for Stephen Murphy. Uh, whenever you look back on your time in Belfast, what are your memories of Murph, the player, and the guy? Uh, Murph was unbelievable, especially uh, for us in my two years. He was the, he backstopped us to almost winning and coming in second and third. Uh, and Murph off the ice, he was he always was trying to get me to do something dumb. He would be like, "Hey, Nicker, you won't do this," and I'm and I would at first I was like, "Yeah, I will," and I'd do it, and then I'm like, "Oh, jeez." So I, I learned his trick real quick, and he would always be trying to get me into some some trouble. <laughs> and obviously an iconic player on the ice for the Giants. You know, uh, British netminder, secured the Elite League against all the odds. One uh, really special Giant. 
Yeah, he uh, he's had a storied career here, and I'm so happy for him and his family. It's great to it's an honor to be invited back to take part in this. And I told him at Center Ice today. I said thanks, man. I, I, it is an honor, and I'm just having a great time being here. Thank you for inviting me. There's a lot of excitement to see you back here. Um, you were uh, an iconic figure, I think, during your time here. Whenever you look back on your time in Belfast, what springs to mind for you? What do you look back on and remember? Uh, to, to be honest, it's my favorite two years of playing ice hockey. I've met some people off the ice that, that are so near and dear to Nor and I's heart, and uh, I, I compare every year now to my time in Belfast. Can't say more than that. It's great to see you, bud. Thank you. Cheers, Joel. Joined now by Robert Fitzpatrick, CEO of the Odyssey Trust. Uh, Robert, another special night at the arena tonight. Uh, we're here tonight to celebrate the, the kind of uh, service that Stephen Murphy has given to the Giants and a lot of great memories. Um, how do you feel on another big occasion? Um, I think it's a fitting tribute uh, for Stephen. Um, his loyalty is unquestioned. Um, his commitment to the cause is unquestioned. And I think that um, he got the welcome and I suppose the adulation that he deserved tonight uh, for a very, very loyal and proud Belfast giant. You're obviously uh, very passionate about the club. It's, it's clear for anybody to see. But on nights like tonight, whenever you see everybody getting together, old guys back in town, does it really reinforce to you just how special the club is to the city? We're giants, Joel. You know, we've always been giants. And for as long as I'm here, that'll never change. I mean, you've got you've to understand that, that um, it's not just about playing hockey here. It's about being a Belfast giant. And all those guys were all Belfast giants. And if you talk to any of them, they'll tell you the same narrative as they did when they were here playing. So that makes me proud, and it makes me sort of, uh, I suppose, think about what the club does actually mean to the fans, but more importantly to the city. And obviously tonight we saw some homegrown boys back out on there again. <laughs> Graham Walton, Gareth Roberts, Andrew Dixon's out there. Uh, there's a job of work to do to get Belfast players back out on the ice. It's um, It's... It's my single focus at the moment uh, in, in, in this business that we run uh, is to deliver facilities for the uh, future kids of Belfast to get on the ice and to um, emulate their heroes. Fantastic, Robert. Thanks for your time. My pleasure. Uh, pleasure to be joined now by Belfast Giants legend, the one and only, number 27, Paxton Schulte. Uh, Packer, first of all, let's talk about the game. Uh, how did it feel to be out there on Odyssey Ice again? Uh, the ice was awesome. The, the staff was done great. Uh, my body wasn't com- uh, wasn't wasn't uh, agreeing with me, but no, it was uh, absolutely amazing. Um, just to be on the ice, just to be home again, so to speak. Uh, like I was just telling them, the two and a half hours here before the game, just going back and forth between the dressing room, you know, laughing with the guys, taping your stick, uh, feeling a part of something something greater. Uh, a little bit of a tilt with George Owada out there tonight. Uh, can you tell me how that came about? Was he chirping? No, oh no. George, he was not chirping. I think he, he plays a game. I uh, give him a face wash in the corner there, and then uh, Murph may have or may not have embellished his dive. I, he must play some football. But uh, anyway, we uh, we got it sorted, and uh, I only got a couple scraps, but he, he got tagged me with a good one, so uh, you got to respect him for that. And uh, you were obviously enjoying some of the finest hospitality that Belfast has to offer last night. So were you mixing in the water in there to keep going? I, I tried to leave, but I won't say who kind of pulled me back in. It wasn't hard, but uh, some of the water had a little bit of junk, a little bit of kick to it. I think uh, someone put something on my drink, but no, the Malone Hotel did a great job. Uh, Murph, he was he top notch. There was not nothing, uh, nothing. Uh, 
um, bad about about the whole experience. He was amazing. Um, like I said, I'd like to thank him for for having me. And uh, no, uh, yeah, like I said, everybody's been very nice. Got to catch up with some people, friends, family, so to speak, uh, here at the Odyssey. Make some new fans and. Uh, and create some new memories. And how does it feel to you, no matter how long you go away for, no matter how much time passes, when you come back to Belfast, nothing's changed, you're still uh, uh, an idol and an icon here. Uh, how does it feel to come back and, and see your jersey in the arena, see your face on the wall in the bar uh, and, and around the barn? Uh, it's it's amazing. It's uh, Like I said, I'm just me, and, and it's a lot to do with my, my family and my upbringing that's allowed me, and just an extension of my family and my upbringing, and and the loyalty of the of the people here in Belfast, from from the north to the south, from from every walks of life, and they've been they've been awesome and accepting, and, and it just feels right to be back here. Were you aware just how loud that ovation was whenever you dropped the puck in the arena last week? Uh, I, I don't think I was. I said to a few people, I tried to uh, kind of block it out in a sense that I didn't want to, to get too emotional. I, I looked around quickly and almost not blacked out but put it aside and and made sure that i acknowledged the people and and everything they've done for me and uh uh no i just i like i said i want to get in and out not that i wasn't appreciative but i didn't want to didn't want the waterworks to start it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you back this week paxton thank you thank you very much joined now of course by the man of the moment mr stephen murphy uh murph uh, a fantastic couple of days uh, can you sum up first of all the game tonight uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I, I had fun. Uh, I think that was the main thing. I think most of the guys had fun as well. Um, it was it was a bit of a whirlwind, to be honest, to, to the lead up. So when I got the gear on, it was a bit of a relief, and just to get out there, I was it was surreal to be honest. And it's it's kind of only just sinking in now, or it's starting to. So it's it's really hard to sort of comprehend what actually happened now. Yeah, and uh, I think. I think as time passes, I'll probably be more and more proud of this moment and, and realize that it was a good achievement. And, you know, I'm real pleased that I was able to do it. And I'm, you know, honored that it was a, a team like this and an organization like this. So I think that's only kind of starting to kick in now just because it was such a, it was such a mad build up to it. And just getting out there was great fun. It was a bit of a relief to get out there. And now it's sort of kicking in. So it's nice. It's a real nice feeling. Uh, not to take away from your achievements, but how do you feel about Andrew Dixon having the game of his career tonight? I know, what a guy. He showed me <laughs> up. Uh, Flashing that glove. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was giving it hard, throwing between the peers. I was like, that bloody guy's not stopped the puck all year, and all of a sudden, <laughs> he, he's Dominic Hasser. I was there. I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> I'm glad, honestly, I'm actually super pleased with Dicko. And that's, that's actually Dicko. That, he is a gamer. Like That guy, he's been thrown into games. And he just stands on his head, and that's what he is. You know, he's he's such a credit to Dicko. I always say, like, if I started hockey when I was Dicko's age, I wouldn't be playing for the Giants. So, I mean, I think he's definitely a, a great talent. And if he had started hockey at the same age I was, then he could have been here, and he could have been have a testimonial this year. And hopefully, like, hopefully, he gets a testimonial. Actually, I'd love that. <laughs> and uh, last night, obviously, fantastic night at the at the dinner and draft. Uh, some of the finest of Northern Irish hospitality was sampled. So I'm guessing the boys were mixing in a water between periods today. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was definitely there was definitely it was it's strange when you play a game like that because it's all about having fun, uh, but it's, it's different at the same time. So yeah, the, it was. Uh, 
waking up this morning feeling a bit rough and <laughs> thinking this is going to be tough and uh <laughs> but it's it's just it's all about having fun really and that's the main thing and I'm, I'm glad that the guys that came over they've really enjoyed the, the last few days and hopefully the couple of guys that are staying on for a little bit they'll enjoy themselves even more in belfast and that's what it's all about. I have no doubt that they will. Um, whenever, uh, if and when, you decide to hang them up, uh, whenever you look back on your time in Belfast, what are the things that are going to stand out to you? Is it the, the trophies, those kind of iconic moments, the playoff finals, the, the championship wins? Is it the time with the boys? What is it that you'll tell people about first? It's uh, a hard one. I think I mean, those memories of winning trophies will definitely stand out, but I think it's the time with the boys. You know, it's, you can't, you'll never replace that when you stop playing hockey. And we've had some great teams and some great boys and I'm really grateful that this year is one of them um, the guys are a great bunch of guys and it just made it made this all the better you know because those guys just they, they, they were so great for me and put up with everything I've you know been throwing them at this year and and uh, I, I hope we can enjoy the rest of the season and finish on high as well it'd be great I'd love to honour and a pleasure man. congratulations thank you Thanks very much for to Joel for uh, picking up all of those some some great interviews and a great there. We, we we briefly spoke about it at the uh, at the at the start, but Taff, I'll start with you. The whole atmosphere, the whole you know, those guys coming in, and Stephen Murphy with ten years at the club, you know, no more, no greater man deserves that honor of having that testimonial. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, he's been a great servant to the club. Um, you know, he's had his injuries the last couple of years, but you know, he's bounced back and. Hasn't really had a chance this year because Pesco's been playing and, you know, um, with our schedule, we needed, you know, Murph to drop in there now and then, but, you know, with the games coming thick and fast and we needed the wins, you know, um, Pesco, Pesco actually showed his human side on Sunday. You know, he is human. Um, but yeah, Stephen, Stephen, uh, when he first came in 10 years ago, you know, he, uh, you know, the, the night, the year before he was in Manchester, you know, I work with OGB as well. He's uh, been around a long time. Um, good guy in the locker room. Doesn't ask for much. You know, like like Simon says, he's uh, so laid back. You know, and uh, I thought he brought, thought he did a good job last night. Brought, brought in some really really good uh, ex players, and uh, it's a good night for everybody. Says between you know you you were comparing the night before as well with regards to interviewing guys at the dinner and and the atmosphere on the benches and so it just seems to be just a real upbeat for a guy who has achieved quite a bit as a Belfast chance. Again, I I've said it before and I'll say it again. He's he's a top top lad. Um, you know I know Davey's not here tonight, but he would give all all the stats uh, of what he's accomplished as a Belfast giant. And, in over twenty five thousand minutes, I think it's four hundred and twenty eight games. Um, it, it's nine point one two, I'm sorry, point nine one two save percentage with a goals against average of two point one. It's that that's incredible figures. Um, to play in one team for so long, um, and I, I thought he deserved everything he got. I, he, he he certainly. Um, you know, the dinner on Monday night was good crack as well. You know, we, we were at a table. There's myself, Taft, Davey, um, Joel was there, um, Packer, Graham Walton, uh, Mark Morrison, 
um, and David Lowry. Um, and I'm sorry, Danny was there as well. Joel's wife, and um, I mean some of the stories. That, that's the bit, that that's the one thing that I miss from when I when I stopped playing. It genuinely is having a bit of banter in the dressing room, um, listening to some of the stories. Come out. I mean, some of the stories that come out would make your teeth curl. Like it's uh, you know, I, I said the Taffy should be writing a book about this when he retires, and I don't think you'll have a problem trying to find a publisher for it. But because some of the stories that you know that he's got, a pack, some of the things that Packer was coming up with was just unbelievable. Um, but uh, you know, it's these simple things that that you know when you, you spend so much time with with teammates down there on the road and um, you know you're in each other's company more or less every day for eight maybe nine months there's bound to be a few laughs there's bound to be people falling out of each other and I don't think I've ever come across anyone in the 10 years that Stephen Murphy's been at um, Belfast Giants that's fallen out with and that for me is, is a big big accolade I had people fall out of me all the time it didn't worry me not in the slightest but uh, you Brenda, Brenda, what? You surprised me, man. Mark, you're a <laughs> too. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's just incredible to think that that, that he's he's played at that level. Um, yeah, you know, the last couple of years haven't been ideal for. Him. And and you know, we'll talk about Basco. Um, do you know what? You talk about Stephen Murphy being late or being laid back. How laid back is? Te- or I'm going to say Tesco. Basco. He's just absolutely insane. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, for a game, he comes in happy as Larry. As long as he's got his salted caramel piece of cake before he goes goes out for ball. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding you. Secret of success. Yeah. Secret of his, his success. Oh, honestly, on the road, on the road at home, he gets that bit of cake and keeps him going. This is a guy that can eat fifty timbits before a game as well. Like <laughs> the man is huge. He's a big guy like that. It's not as if he's burning it off either, you know what I mean? You just well you're goalie, surely you just stand there. Am I simple oversimplifying things here? Uh, I, no, just you're getting people messed up here. I was I was Huh? I, I wasn't a goalie. I'm sick, I eat fifty <laughs> tippet I have fifty different weed balls hanging out of me. That doesn't sound right, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's laid back. He, he is and you, you know, when he's on when he's on, he's on. You know what I mean? He's you know it. You know when he's on, and uh, you can hear him talking from the bench to the players, and you know, get a reminiscence of a couple of songs sometimes while he's, you know, plays down the other end and he's singing away. You know, uh, that's that's one this year we're in, we're not going to move is the overtime win. Um, we're two, two nil down, we scored two goals in the third period, and Steve Murphy's looking at me, and I'm like, Can you hear someone singing? And I went, Yeah. Look over and there's Basco singing two two game. Not a care in the world. Not a care. <laughs> you know? Uh, that is unbelievable. Yeah, but just, just to finish with Stephen Murphy. Yes. Uh, you know, he, he, as I say, we came in last night, um, you know, he, he actually got dressed and changed in the, the, the old timers locker room, the guys that he invited over. Um, I was looking up to sit beside him and Toph had set me up. Properly set me up. Um and the uh the uh, him and, and uh, um, you know, he's sitting there beside you. Well, obviously, Stu was there, Jeff Mason, uh, Adam was in there, Sauce, um, Packard, Shane Johnson, Graham Walton, Steve Thornton. And, uh, you know, you've got all these guys who, um, you know, played down the years with him. And, and as I say, I, I've yet to hear anybody have a bad word about him. 
Um, and, and I think that's probably one of the most important things and, and, and how good a guy that he actually is. Yeah, and a good night was had and it's very well deserved. Congratulations to Stephen Murphy on his testimonial. And uh, hopefully he's, he'll be picking up some more silverware and another medal for the collection as this season goes on. Let's have a quick look around the league, gents. Um, where are we going to start? Oh, yeah, we can just um, start with this. Dops. 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 Busy. Well, so it can't be that long ago we were saying that Dops were on holiday, and now it seems they've come to life. We spoke uh, prior to Dops giving the determination of the Fife and Manchester incident last week. Uh, the outcome of it was, just briefly, you already know this, is that uh, Evan Stollett of the Fife Flyers got a six-game suspension. He was deemed to have started the affair. Uh, Harrison Rope got a three-game suspension for being a willing participant in a fight. And Lyndon Springer got a five-game suspension for basically punching a opposing player who was unable to defend himself. In addition to that, Dan Byers uh, was out of his mind. Uh, he got a one-game offer request to review for a check was it check to the head? Was it check to the head? One game suspension for that. The the fact that he turned around and was part of what started it all was sort of cast aside by Dobson said he got that one game. Um says I'll start with you. Your thoughts on the determination that Dobbs came to from those from those events? I don't think you could argue about it too much. Um you know, I, you know, there's a lot of people it doesn't make a difference who you are and, and what team you support, you're always going to have somebody guard it. Um, you know, I, the bottom line for me is, you know, Dan Barr is the big boy. He could have just kept skating instead of turning back. As soon as he turned back, that's where the incident, you know, the sort of incident was uh, um, flared up. Um, yes, uh, is what do you call the guy? Stuff it. What do you call him? Stuff it. Stuff, yeah. So him... He had, uh, you know, he was the one who got the suspension. Apparently, he was the one who, who instigated the whole. Yeah, he got uh, the most. Yeah, so you know, when when that happens, um, and as I say, Dan Bars doesn't need to do anything. He just needs to just ignore it and keep skating. But because he turned around, that's when. And in fairness, good teammates come in the backyard. So that's the only positive thing that I can say about Lyndon Springer as a good teammate to come in and back you up. Otherwise, the guys. Are- you know, for him to come out there and, you know, Isaac's got his arms held and Lyndon Springer having three, four, five punches at him, just absolutely ridiculous. The guy needs to grow up. There, there's issues with regards to, um, you know, for, for that to happen. And the officials that night as well, you know, again, Blake Copeland, I'm pretty sure was there that night. Um, Seems to see that, That's the bit that really annoys as a, as a as a viewer or as a fan, that's the bit that would wind anybody up. He just skates right past him, doesn't do anything about it, doesn't warn him in any way, um, or, or, or you know, give him a um, you know, basically a talent off and say, Look, wind your neck in and do whatever you need to do. That's just ridiculous. But uh, you know, him coming out with the five games thoroughly deserved with regards to um, um, 
one game for buyers. Is that right? Yep. For the check for yeah, all right. You can take that in the chin. Um, and then the other one for the, the longer, the longer uh, band for, for the five guy. But again, you know, he's only hurting his team. Yes, it's saying a half-hearted uh, apology going to his, the fans and what have you. Should we apologize to the five players and they're drinking because it's embarrassing? Couldn't take the couldn't take either the apologies from Byers nor from um, Springer seriously. I think the Springer one came across as like I've never done this before, and social media. Oh, isn't it awful? You no, know, don't take that. You know, I don't take that at all. Taff, what was your take on the whole thing? I think they got it right. To be honest here, I think the officials, uh, sorry, the doctor, you know, uh, Lyndon Springer, repeat offender. Um, yeah, um, I can't really. I, I, can't really uh, comment on it really, but I think I think they got it right. I Sean Bentevoglio has received a two game suspension for a check to the head in a game against the game against Milton Keynes Lightning. That now says this is an interesting one because that incident also it was a tight game between uh, that game was a tight game between Cardiff and um, Ked came down to the odd goal in the odd goal on 11 that that, that that got Cardiff over the line in, in uh, regulation. In fact, it was off the back of this check that they ended up going on and scoring. Um, ben Devoglio's got two games. A number of people also point out the similarity to the Rizzling hit on Mosey um, and maybe not getting the same tariff. Is there any merit in that? 100%. And I think the main merit behind it is that uh, he only got two games because the Belfast... Yeah, uh, uh, that following weekend, I think that's the main reason, and that's probably me having a my, my unbiased head on as usual. But you know that, that hit, I, I I think they're absolutely right. And I, I was trying to think back at suspensions that had been handed out um, for similar hits. He knew exactly what he was doing. He's that type of player as well. He's a dirty player as well, which I I sort of like as well. You know. Um, and you know you've got issues like that happening, and um, for me, I thought he—I thought he should have got at least three or four games. He knew exactly what he was doing. Was the guy concussed? Was he injured in any way? Uh, I'm not sure. Pass. I'm not too sure about that either. So maybe that's uh, probably the factor. If he, you know, uh, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the guy who actually got hit. Um, but you know, you look back and what about the issue with Liam Stewart? Last season, yep. You know, Liam Stewart, who had him last year? Mm-hmm. W. Yep. Same player. He's got form for it, and he only gets two games. For me, not enough. Did you see in the background batch as well? He puts a hit in that I thought looked a bit dodgy as part of the whole same incident. I didn't see that, Paddy. Well, it's worth, I, have, I, I, worth worth having a look back at it as well. Taff, your take on it? Um. Yeah, I exactly what Sam said. I, I think it's. Same type of hit as the guy from Nottingham, you know. Uh, okay, the guy doesn't. I'm not sure, but doesn't get a you know a concussion. He came back and played because they're shorter bodies as well, so we probably needed him. Um, but yeah, you clearly lifts the camera from behind. He clearly lifts the uh, helmet to the guy's head. Tough. See, see when they're trying for jumping in, Paddy. Go on, go work away. See when they're doing the um, uh, the hit the head, the protocol. The, the uh, concussions. What exactly happens there? So, if we get a guy with a concussion, we've got a laptop in the, in the locker room. Um, 
which we log into, um, and then you do a numbers test. So they read the numbers out, and if and then you hit the button if it's because at the start of the year they do a concussion test with the same numbers, so it gives you a time. But then if if you go in, if you get hit the head, you go in the number is way different. Then it comes into play. And you're not playing tonight. And is that um, obviously with a doctor there? Who, who performs that test? Who? I could do it. Adam could do right, it. Right. Okay. As long as you've got that laptop with the numbers test there. Anybody can do anything. Right, okay. Again, it's, it's nice yeah. to have clarification of things like that. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, so one of the games that Ben DeVoglio missed would obviously be Friday's game against Cardiff. We'll talk about that later. Uh, MKL, with regards to the Lightning, two bits. Ma- Martin Manzanek uh, actually had his headbutting penalty downgraded, uh, which is uh, which is, doesn't happen often. But also, MK seemed to have a bit of a problem when it comes to holding on to not just players, but I guess a player... A, player coach at this point. Ran Lannan has left the MK, taking up an opportunity in Finland. However, from a statement today by Milton Keynes, it seems to become a little bit of a legal matter as he was still under contract. He seems to have went AWOL and just joined the team in Finland. No no end of contract, no compensation. Taff, it seems like a difficult one for MK. Yeah. Um... I feel sorry for MK. You know, they, you know they've they've come in and they've they've tried to to run the team, um, but with coaches coaches wise, I don't think Doug McKay really really got the best of the team. Um, don't forget they had a lot of injuries at that, um, and they lost a lot of players from last season. You know, so they had to try and rebuild. Um, and I'll be I'll be honest with you, they've got a great fan base. You go into that building and it's rocking every night. It is rocking. You can't do yourself think it's crazy. But you know, um I I maybe the guys just thought I've had enough, you know, it's been a tough year, blah blah blah. But you know, do it the right way. Don't don't just leave and and uh like you said, his legal action, his legal action like Yeah, tell someone and you know, do the proper way. I, I didn't. I didn't see the article today, but the uh, I, I thought he was out injured for quite a while. Yeah, he was, and glad he anyway. Was, yeah. They brought him in as a, as bench coach. Yeah. for what's his name? Tim Wallace. Tim Wallace. Um, so yeah, he was injured, and then they took. I think they took the coaching away from him, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. They, they, took, they, they, they just the yeah. from, they, they did say to take the coach he was playing again. So. But yeah, it's a tough situation there. Uh, other news: the clan have won the Gardner Conference. Guildford have won the Patton Conference. Does anybody really care? No, no. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> who, who knew that was still? Who knew the conferences were still a thing? Uh, notable results: Sheffield have taken the fifth win of the season over the Panthers. Uh, MK, as I said, ran Cardiff very close. Uh, they've also been soundly beaten tonight by the Guildford Flames. Uh, Sheffield have been soundly beaten tonight by the Glasgow Clan. Uh, Nottingham have been soundly beaten tonight by the Coventry Blaze. Uh, Guildford at the weekend took two wins over a short benched Manchester. A quick look at the league table, which if I was better prepared, I'd have ready to go here. But well, here we are. Cardiff Devils sitting top 
of your elite ice hockey league. 46 games played, 73 points. Belfast Giants, 47 games played, 70 points. Three points behind, one game more played. Makes this weekend even more crucial in that hunt for the elite league title. Glasgow Clan have consolidated their position in third place. Nottingham, not that far behind. Well, sorry, not that far behind them. A good bit behind them. Guildford are in fifth Quickly coming up on the Nottingham Panthers. Sheffield in sixth. Fife, Dundee make up the playoff spots. And outside the playoff spots, Coventry, Manchester. And the MK Lightning on 28 points off 48 games. Um, bit of a change to the fan agenda because we have Jason Taffellery here with us. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions here. Uh, Taff that we've got in from some of the guys on Twitter. Uh, let's start with... Do, do, do. Joe Weedall, can you bring the drum over to Cardiff for the car, for the uh, Challenge Cup final, please? Um, if I'm driving, yes. If I'm flying, uh, well, at the moment, I think what, yeah, what would you expect to do? Flying this time. Oh, sorry, Joe, you're going to have to book it on. Uh, no, I think, I think, I think um, Jane K might be taking a bus, so so uh, they should they always put on there. Always the option. Um. Roars, Cahers, 93. Taft, do players all wear the same gloves so it's easier to switch and dry out between periods? Uh, players have, start the year, players have two sets of gloves. Some guys just use one pair of game um, and half the team use two pairs. So after warm-up, we'll dry them. Um, and then next period, they use the other pair and then they dry them out. It's just a rotation thing, you know. So, But they get, you know, they get washed regularly as well. I, I think that guy means... If they all wear the same gloves, so if they all end up in a five-on-five scrap on the ice. They can just oh, left no. a left and a right up. You know, they're they're different sizes. People have different hands. Uh, likewise, if you had a pump in the Paxton Shield at the weekend, and same size that man's hand. <laughs> the, and I have a big loaf, like it's about the same size as my chin. It's wild chins. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like to see somebody like Rudy put on, you know, put on Paxton Shield's gloves. What do you mean? A bit of a size difference there. The uh, Gareth Little, any nervy moments when you dressed uh, for a game as backup netminder? Oh yes, yes, because there was a, Mike Menard was in net, and Paul Sanifoff was a ref at the time, and uh, playing Nottingham, and three went up, and somebody collides with Minnie and cuts his cuts his throat with a skate. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm laughing. That's not funny. It's quite serious, but I'm... yeah, it's quite serious <laughs> and. Uh, Paul Stanford comes over and goes, if you can't stop that bleeding, you have to go to go in. I went, oh, okay then. Great. And I'm like, really? So um, we just whacked a load of Vaseline on his neck and Stanley comes over, still bleeding. I'm like, oh my God. Here we go. And all you can hear, bring on Taff, bring on Taff. I'm like, really? <laughs> but it was okay after the game. I think it was Mike Blaze. It was, I think he was a coach or not at the time. He said, you know, did. even with you in the next year, what So, I'm, Interesting one from Samuel Dalton, I guess, just to say, on a typical day in the life of Taft, what's your daily routine for players' equipment? Can it be quite hectic to work to a fast-paced schedule, and do you get much time for a rest? Um, no, nah, you don't really get time for rest. Um, like you said, it's 8 o'clock in the morning right through till, you know, midnight, 1 in the morning, and then you're back in again for maybe earlier. Like this weekend, I was in it uh, up again at uh, quarter to 5. Packing the gear to go to Glasgow, so yeah, I, I stayed at the rink this weekend. So, 
know, I, I see the R's, well, not all of them, but I see Sky puts in. He's, he's obviously the first man and the last one out. That's just incredible. And, you know, doing the washing before he goes home. And then, I mean, it was yesterday, uh, last night, you the two teams that sort get their gear sorted. Yeah. Um, then you, what time did you leave last night? Uh, past 11. And then you had to be in the rink this morning. Back in the rink this morning for 7.30 to get set for this. Right. And then practice finish, and then I pack all the guys back the gear, load the van to the Dundonald to unpack it there, uh, to finish the laundry off, and then back in the Dundonald tomorrow morning for practice at night to pack it all up to take back the arena ready for Thursday, uh, for Friday's pre-games game. There you go, Paddy. That's, and, and again, that's that's not uncommon like I mean, for him. Um, Andre Owens is asking, have you ever had to deal with any diva behavior or demands? So we need a, we need your your dirt here. Who's the biggest diva that you've dealt with in 17 years? Biggest diva? Oh, Desi Maris. Desi Maris for sure. Desi Maris. Desi Maris. <laughs> I had to think about who? Who's Desi? Who's Desi Maris? What do you think? I Desi Maris. Oh, he's just... So if we're playing in Fife, he said, Taff, if we're playing in Fife, I need an 87 flex stick. I'm like, well, if we're playing in Nottingham, I need a 100 flex stick. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I can't use a 100 flex stick in Fife because it's too stiff and cold. And if I go to Nottingham, I need a stiffer stick because it's too warm. And I'm like, really? That guy went through sticks like nobody's business. Or he's a diva. He's diva. the biggest one? Oh, yeah. And this year? Um, just the one. He's always a diva, though. Well, that's the janitor. Oh, the janitor, right? Okay, the janitor. Uh, David Rutherford. David, the janitor, Rutherford has been nicknamed by Besco. I think it is this year, isn't it? I think the old team called him the janitor. Yeah. <laughs> the um, there's another one here from uh, Gareth Little. Any nervy moment? Oh no, you've already done that one. Um, um is from John Forty Ford. Is his Preds hat framed in Pride of Place above Dustin Jonner's stall yet? After he got the hat trick? It's in the bathroom. There you go. Where it deserves to be. Ah, uh, dear. So, yeah, so what are your thoughts running in the rest of the season then, Tuff? You know, the guy, you know what the atmosphere is like in the locker room. You see, you know, there's been quite a few changes. Um, but, you know, ins and outs with regards to, you mentioned uh, Frankie Bavillego and Smotherman and Higgy coming back in. But it seems to be, and, and you get it from, we heard from Stephen Murphy's interview earlier, that the atmosphere and the bunch of guys seem to be a top one. Oh, it's, it's, it's awesome in that dressing room. It's, I was, I was talking to Kevin, Kevin Surrett last night and he said, uh, how are the guys this year? I said, you know, so I said, it's one of the best I've ever worked with. You know, it's such a great, great room. You know, um, and they've done some great recruiting this year. And uh, I, I, I love going to the rink every day. Love going to the rink with these guys. It's uh, you know, and, and if we can, we can play like we did last Thursday. Look out, Cardiff, we're coming for you. Mm. What about Kiefer? Second year in the job, another another cup final, and and a title run here. It's not yeah, too bad for a start. Yeah, not bad for a mutant. <laughs> no, he's he's done a great job. You know, he learned his lesson last year with certain things, and this year, he, you know, he's coming and diff, different attitude. And I don't know whether that's whether it's with the national team speak to his brother, but he's coming with a different attitude. Um, 
you know, he's, he's, a, he's, you know, I, I get on him really well. You know, he's, uh, he's honest with the guys, you know, and he, and he lets them know when they're not playing well, but when they are playing well, he, you know, puts them on the back and, and stuff like that, you know. So, no, he's, I think he's uh, learned the trade really well. And to, and to get to the Challenge Cup final again, you know, to, to defend that title is a pretty, pretty big feat. Like. Um, when we were talking on Monday night, um, you you brought up a blast from the past. You just talked about, you know, guys in the locker room and, and uh, they're all good lads. And, and, you know, you come up with the odd rocket every once in a while. And you, you mentioned this guy's name. Um, I'll not I'll not tell who it is, but just give us a story because this is an absolute quarter. Like, so um, I packed all the gear, turned up the airport, fly out to East Midlands Airport, land, get all the bags, and we we stayed at the um, the Jury's Hotel in uh, East Midlands Airport, and uh, put all the bags in the room because we got an flight. And guys had the pregame meal and had a bit of a nap and. The bus was leaving at two two thirty, roughly around that time, and uh, went in the room, checked the room was empty, all the bags were on the, you know, out of the room, and Graham Walton said, double check with me now, just check all the bags are gone. Yeah, bags are gone. He said, right, go. We got on the bus, and uh, I said, I will sit at the front and get on the bus, and uh, this player comes on, and uh, after us, I thought, all oh, right, this went to the bathroom, so we. Drive down to Coventry, get to Coventry, and the same player goes. Taffy says, uh, "My bag's missing." I said, "Pardon? My bag's missing." I said, "It can't be." I said, "I checked the room; it wasn't there." So I said, well, there ain't you. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" So I'm like, "Right, I'll phone the phone the hotel." So I phone the hotel. Said, Could you go in the room where our bags were and just check? There's no no uh, kit bags, and the lady comes back. She goes, "Oh yes," yeah, she said. There's a bag on the table. I said, it wouldn't be such and such a number. She said, yeah. I said, oh. I said, could you do me a favor? I said, could you book a taxi and send it to the country? Skydome, I said, yes, no problem. So I'm doing my nut now. I think I know from Molly was there. He said, we checked that room. So the taxi turns up 80 pounds. And this player, back of the, back of the taxi, oh, thank you very much. Blah, blah, blah. I said, I must have picked someone else's bag up. And I'm like, yeah, sure you did. So, um... <laughs> I proceeded to back, go back into the rink and it was the year that Andrew Martin was playing. He wasn't playing that, that night and um, I had a spare pair of skates. So I thought, you know, uh, just in case, like a spare gear, just in case. So um, this player proceeds then behind me and stops. So I look out and he's on, he's on the phone outside. So I, t- I said, come on, I said, we've, we've got to get... Uh, Okay, get changed. Yeah, yeah, no problem. He said, I'm coming now and just talking to the wife. So he goes in, pulls all his gear out, sits in, goes, I'm missing a skate. I'm like, really? I said, your bag's missing. No, you're missing a skate. So I'm on the phone. I phone Gareth Roberts at uh, Dundon. I said, Gareth, check, check the locker room, see if there's a skate missing. He goes, no, there's nothing in the locker room. I said, I knew I'd pack that skate. I knew it. So... Um, <laughs> So the boys going up for one. I said, "There's Andrew Martin skates. Just use them for now, and I'll sort it out." It's either the airlines pinched it out your bag, or the taxi drivers pinched it. So, where is it? So I'm like, right. 
so I'm outside the, the arena in Coventry, I'm looking around and looking down the back alley and thinking, see nothing there, can't see anything under the bus. Bus driver comes up and he goes, you looking for something? I said, yeah, I said, look for a skate. He said, he said that ball guy on your team, he's throwing his skate on the roof. <laughs> I'm like, really? Lucky enough, there was a cherry pick up outside. Got a got a skate. So <laughs> I goes up the thought, and then he comes off the ice. He says, "Taffy said I can't skate in them skates. We'd be like playing on the other team." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, no problem." I said, "Steve, I found last week." He said, "You're joking." I said, "Where was he?" he said, "He's on the roof." Don't tell him. He said, "I won't." I said, "I won't tell him." I said, "I won't tell him." And he didn't play that night. You know, he didn't play the game, and uh, next. Got back on Monday morning and got fired. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't think why. Yeah, no, why? No, no. Can't Can you give the name? Oh, go on then. It was Jason Rushton. Well, there's a, there's a surprise. There's <laughs> a surprise. Wow. Yes, Do you know so, what? So, honestly, uh, we two or three stories about that guy, but that that honestly, I was like, oh my good god, this is my worst nightmare. Worst. <laughs> Between like that sort of period of time back then with like McMorrow and then and the Jason Rushton, just seemed it seems like a lifetime ago, but it was just it's just an odd time for the Giants. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think Tom Mallon brought him in. Yeah, because yeah, uh, he came yeah. in late in the season, and then there was that incident like against the Vipers with with um with Payette, yeah, where he like, jumps Payette in the corner at the SSA or the Odyssey, as it was. It's just yeah. yeah. An odd time. Rami's going to find this his shoulder against him, I think. Mm, that's right. It's quite, it quite funny because we, we went to Newcastle the next time and uh, Jason Rushton was there. And when he came on, when he came on the ice, there was a big picture of Krusty the Krusty the Clown on there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Brilliant. We'll, we'll, move, we'll move on. Thanks, Tab. We'll move on. The uh, thanks to everybody who sent in your questions. Um, um, we'll see. We'll move on now to uh, what is going to be a huge weekend at the SSE Arena on Friday and Saturday evening at 7 p.m. The league leading, current league champion Cardiff Devils take on our own Belfast Giants. The Devils have a game in hand on a three point lead at the top of the Elite Ice Hockey League, but it can't be underestimated how pivotal this weekend will be. The uh, Friday night, 7pm, Saturday night, 7pm. Simon, I'll start with you. How big are these games? Huge. Um, You know, we always look at the first one. So Friday night's game is absolutely massive. Um, The Devils are down a player, Ben Devoglu suspended. Um, To be honest, I don't think that's going to make much of a of a difference, you know, they'll, they, they run with three lines. They try and get their fourth line nipped in every once in a while. Um, you know, they've got three good lines of, of, that can score. Um, you know, the, their, their goaltending, I, I've said it for a long time now. I don't strong as what it has been. Um, you know, I think that, that, you know, the defensive wise, we, we're, we're, we, we can get on about them. I think we can, you know, we've been already beaten twice this year. They've beaten us twice. Um, just what happened to be last month. I don't think we have anything to fear, Paddy. Um, I think we can go at this. I think we're, we've got a good enough team to come out, um, with two wins this weekend. Uh, but we're, all the guys are going to have to show up. Um, and I think, you know, I, I genuinely think they're all going to be well up for it, especially 
after that result against uh, Glasgow on Sunday. Um, you know, we've been playing well. You always get the odd result that, you know, you, you, you sort of regret. We've I seen a stat. I think it was Chris Rebel that posted it up. We've lost six games against Scottish teams this year in the league. Um, and that could come back to haunt us. It really could. But they don't come much bigger than uh, the Cardiff Devils when you're playing in Belfast. They're bringing a lot of fans with them. I'm pretty sure they're bringing all the owners um, and their families. I'm speaking to Todd Kelman today, um, and he seems he told me there's 40 of them coming in from Canada. So a month ago, they were 11 points clear of us. I think they were targeting this weekend as the weekend that they're going to win the league. I'm certain. Uh, yeah, that, that can't happen now. Um, and if, if we manage to get two wins this weekend and come out on top with you know, it's important again that you, if you take your chances, um, you know, you, you try and put them to bed as soon as possible. You don't want them getting the 60 minutes and taking a point. Or, um, if, you know, if it takes the 60 minutes and we get a point in the last minute, then, you know, that's a big one. But uh, I think it's vital that, that we try and um, knuckle down this first game. I think it's really, really important that we get the I totally agree with you. I think that when they were 11 points clear, and we eroded that to one point, now it's gone up to three, but when they were 11 points clear, I totally think they targeted this game as being a championship game for them. Um, it's huge. It's four points that the Belfast Giants do require. I don't think that either of these two teams are going to go for the rest of the season unbeaten. I think there is still a few little trials and tribulations to take place, but but tough, you know, no doubt, especially among the lads. We take the game... The game against that giving us the clan that five 0 We'll pick up the puck we thought in the bin. It's the first time we've been shut out this season. It's an anomaly. This team have what it takes to beat the, the Cardiff Devils two nights oh, in a for row. Sure. For sure, we have. For sure, we get that crowd in there behind us. We'll be bringing five thousand, not five hundred. But um, no, I think that crowd gets behind us. We we are, we're going to come out there flying. We are really out coming flying. You know, and you know, we had a good. Good couple of days of practice here now, and uh, I really do think we can we can take it to him this weekend. Says, what's and the date? Sorry, go on, go on, tough. And it, sticks, and it sticks in my mind for the last two years that they've come here, they've come here and celebrated over years. Yep. It's about time, third time, lucky it's going to be our time. It's going to be our time. Can't disagree with that. Says, where's yes. the danger coming from them? Um. I, I Gleason Fournier for me is their star. Um, I know Joey Martin's getting a lot of, and, you know he's uh, he certainly is a good player. But Fournier is the guy that I think we need to stop. Um, he he gets them ticking from the back end. Um, I I honestly don't think defensively they're anywhere near as good as what they have been in the last couple. Hotham was different class. He could win a game on his own. He genuinely could. Um, I really rated him. As, he can get wound up. David Rollerford did it every single game he played against them. Um, but again, Paddy, if you if you put our, I mean, I know hockey's not played on paper, um, but if you look at our our top six and their top six, you know, right now, I, I wouldn't change ours. I, I I really fancy our chances. Um, hopefully, Darcy Murphy's back or back in the lineup. I know he he missed last weekend. Um, he wasn't he had a bit of a bug, so he, he missed uh, last Sunday's game. Um, but you know, I know we've got we've got guys there who can you know, big time players, um, and you know they really do need to show up this weekend. Blair Riley's been unbelievable the last few weeks again. Um, I thought in on uh, Friday, Thursday and Sunday night, I thought he was outstanding. That goal he scored against 
Rumpel um, on Saturday, top corner was was outstanding. Um, so I think you know it's we we I, I think we should try and concentrate on we can't control what Cardiff do. Um, you know, concentrate on what we can do. If we win our games this weekend, we're putting ourselves in a really good position. If we lose them, then you know what we'll, we'll just have to live there, learn to fight another day. But Friday's important. Friday's absolutely very very important. Taff, with with Milton Keynes scoring so many against Cardiff and the Cross last weekend, is that a is that a chink in the armor? Is that you see if they're able to do that, surely Belfast can? For sure, for sure. You know, in that mind, there has two bad games. You know, it's it can happen. You know, I I'd take my hat off to Milton Keynes. You know, they because you know um, when they want to play, they can play. You know, and then when we want to play, we can play. And I, you know, their defense is not as good as it has been. As Simon says, you know, um, you know, like I said, Keith and Forney is their main guy. Um, but other than that, really, it's you know, the 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 day isn't. I'm not sure if Evan Mosey will be back this this uh, this weekend, but still, uh, I just think it's it's down to the defense really in front of our netminder and netminding on the night. Well, those games, Friday and Saturday night, both at the SSE Arena against the Cardiff Devils, two games that I believe will probably show which way it's the elite league title is more likely to go. Giants going in there will probably need four points. Cardiff looking to get whatever they can as they try to get that third title in a row. Friday at 7pm, Saturday at 7pm. If you can't get down to the SSE Arena, and I've heard a rumour that the uh, that the East Tears coming out, so a yeah. big crowd expected. Oh, a bit of a, uh, a nod of the head there, Tough, yeah? Yeah, it's out already. Ready to go. Ready to go. The uh, well, We're expecting big crowds to get behind the Belfast Giants. If you can't get down there, or if you're like myself, unfortunately can't get home for it or yeah, I think you should be getting down there, but you can always join Mr. Simon Kitchen behind the mic on Jazz TV, and I'm sure he'll be as unbiased in these games as he always is. Um, any other business, gentlemen? Uh, Jasmine's giving me some questions for Taff. Go on. So this is a quick fire question, right, Taff? Okay. Um, what's your favorite beverage? My favorite beverage is Cromwell. What? Crown Royal. What's that? Crown Royal. Crown Royal. It's delicious. Right, right whiskey. Oh, I've never whiskey. I don't drink. I got plenty of it. Okay, well, it's still the one, aren't I? No, um, it's, it's, you, it's, it's nice. Okay. Use one word to describe your, your computer ability. Rubbish. <laughs> What's your favorite Halloween costume? Oh, um, I, what, what was it? What did I wear? I had a sack over my head. That's my favorite one. Alpha mum, maybe? <laughs> really? Well, I felt like I'd have to appeal for it. If you could choose a nickname for yourself, what would it be? Top lad. <laughs> I think I could. Um, how many keys are on your key ring? Seven. What's your least favourite type of music? Oh, rap. Who's your favourite player this year? My favourite player this year, Cabo. Carbon. If you won a million dollars, what would you do? What would be a My house. Pay the house off. Which celebrity annoys you? Celebrity annoys me. Oof, a tough one. Come back to that one. 
Well, there's only one more after it. So describe yourself in three words. Hard working. Loyal. That'll do me, mate. That'll do me. Fantastic. I don't know what it was. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was uh, what celebrity annoys you? Uh, Dave Sims. Quantify him as a celebrity. Uh, <laughs> I was on Homes and the Hammer. <laughs> was he? Oh, years, years ago, yeah. I didn't show. He's a well, state agency. What did you call the one Todd was on? Oh, uh, location, location, location. That's it, man. That's right. The, um, one, one more I thing. Need, I need, I need room, <laughs> <laughs> TV. The, um, I've just one more thing for any other business. Um, a massive, massive shout out to everybody that helped uh, raise the funds to bring Paxton in this weekend. Yes. Uh, he had an absolute ball. Uh, we were with him for lunch today, uh, Davey, myself and Jasmine, um, and he just wanted to, to pass on all his thanks to everybody um, for uh, for helping him out and for everybody he's seen this weekend. And he apologizes for the people that he didn't see this weekend. Um, you know, he, he's, had a, he's had a brilliant time, um, well looked after. He loved the game last night um, and uh, just made up the – he half had him working doing a skate, skate sharpening last night. Um, you That's know, the fourth unit leases as well. <laughs> I had tried cut everybody's laces in their shoes last week. <laughs> Did he? I but uh no he had he, he had an absolute ball pass on thanks um for uh for everybody contributing to, to get him over here. He's he certainly um has loved the trip to Belfast and uh hopefully it's not the last time I see him here. The interview that you and Davey did with uh, Paxton Schulte in the period break uh, on Belfast Giants TV. It was an absolute belter. You can get that on our SoundCloud and on kingdomofthegiants.com. Um, unless there's anything else, gents, we can wrap it up there. Just to say thanks to all the people that uh, sent me messages about my puck incident. I'm not very good on the old uh, Twitter stuff, so <laughs> a lot of personal messages came through. So thanks to everybody for, for your concern. Doing all right after it didn't hurt you that much, did it? No, me. No. Oh, I'm dead. All right. Oh man. <laughs> what about the one last? Week? You jumped out of the way and you kicked yourself. Oh yeah. So sad. <laughs> Sorry, Glasgow. They hit me ass. That was funny. Sam was standing right next to me. All. I know. I see that coming. That did a Pierre Maguire. It was very funny. Who was he got hit? Was it Nathan Craze? Was he got hit in a game on the bench by the puck? Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I see. You're talking, was Paul Stanley fourth of the lines man the other night? Yes, he was. Yeah. First, first, first time in Belfast for two years. Yeah, I thought it was. I, I, I couldn't remember. I mean, I've seen, I've seen the name in the sheet. Seriously, I haven't seen him in years. But um, oh, he's all right. He's a good lad. Yeah, Stanley's a good lad. He was a referee before. He was indeed. I think he had a bit of a falling out with uh, Rob Wilson. And yeah. uh, that sort of contributed to him making the decision to take a step back down to the lines. Yeah. That was a, a long time ago. Right, um, yeah. let's wrap it up, boys. Uh, Friday and Saturday night against the Cardiff Devils, 7pm. Two huge games. 
Um, thanks very much to all the guys who are involved in the interviews regards to what Joel got at the testimonial. Um, thanks, Taff. Thanks for joining us, mate. Really enjoyed it. Cheers. Uh, good luck this weekend with uh, with the lads, and uh, uh, thanks very much, Simon. Thank you, Patrick. I'll see you. Uh, we'll, we'll be on Jazz TV this weekend. Yeah, yes, indeed. Two games. You can keep in touch with us uh, at AVFTV on Twitter, kingdomofthejazz.com, the website, podcast at kingdomofthejazz.com, and of course, check out all our post game interviews and the likes, thanks to TPF, uh, Total Performance Fitness, uh, on soundcloud.com forward slash AVFTB. Uh, and wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey, and we'll catch you here next time on a view from the bridge. Sports Social Podcast Network.